If you recall the beginning of this lecture, we talked a little bit about finding a template model to go after a someone in history that that you felt you know an affinity towards, someone that you felt connected with, and then we talked a little bit also about their origin story. So let's take a moment to look back at your origin story. Taking a leap out on your own as an independent contractor, as a freelancer, as an independent agent, or all the other titles that we have, takes a huge leap of faith. You're doing something that is very unique still in our community, in our business um, environment. Most people are very comfortable working their nine to five. They have very low expectations of what they themselves can create. And they look to others to create a task list for them and pay them for their task list. That's what a job is. Somebody else needs something done and you do it and collect a fee. But instead of you going out and find the projects that make you the happiest in completing those projects, you sit back and you collect a list of things to do. Well, you're given a general assignment or some point of completion. Whether you like it or not like it, you are exchanging a loyalty to this other agency or company in order to fulfill their obligation to pay you and you do a thing that you're good at. So as a freelancer, we're going to step out on our own and we're going to be able to find our own clients, build our own business environment, do things the way that we want to. And that is going to take a lot of discipline. It sounds odd to say, but freedom requires an extreme amount of discipline in order to maintain it. So what we're going to study in this section is creating your own guidelines. And that starts with understanding why you believe that this life is for you. What brought you to this point? What is your origin story? Well, we're going to go into how to create that in a moment. What brought you to this point? Is it a point of anger? Are you just so tired of working under somebody else's rule and being somewhere with a sign? Then um, is, it, is it that historical anger that most of us have that have worked in the corporate world or worked in the professional world for 5, 10, 15 years, and we're just so tired of doing what we don't want to do. We're so tired of hopping on that plane and going from state to state again and again. We're so tired of battling traffic again and again to work, from work. We're losing three to four hours a day, 20 hours a week of our family time just going back and forth to work. We're spending 60 hours away from our family and a third of that is just travel time. So is it a sense of anger that's separating you from the normal environment and giving you the courage to step out on your own? Is it confidence? Are you approaching this new endeavor in your life from a point of understanding that you have an expertise now? You've been doing this for so long you have so much confidence in yourself. You have the historical proof that you know what you're doing when you're by yourself, unsupervised, that you feel that it is now or never to make this next step. If you are in that category, then now is the time. Doing this from a point of anger can only end one of two ways. You can perhaps have a very small marginal chance of actually being successful if you're doing this from a point of anger. Very, very few ideas launched in a point of anger are actually successful, okay? Doing this from a point of understanding that you have earned the right to do something is a very weak place to begin in any situation. You want to start from a place of understanding. You want to start from a position of knowing your marketplace, understanding your value, 
seeing that your value is actually still increasing over time. More people want your service. More people thank you for your service. You're notice that other freelancers or other independent agencies that are doing exactly what you're doing on your own, excuse me, other independent agents are doing what you do on their own and being successful in it. So be very, very careful why you are making this leap. Be conscious, be aware that this is not an excuse to work less. This is an opportunity to create a lifestyle based around your passion, to create a lifestyle to support yourself, your family, your friends, give opportunities and gateways to others just by doing what you love. If you start from there and understand that the responsibilities are equal to the rewards, you will work harder fulfilling those responsibilities and obtaining those rewards. That reward again being based in your primal freedom, doing what you love and what you're good at for an insane amount of money. Once you truly understand what you want to be, I'm going to go back and revisit a lot of the topics that we, that we spoke about earlier. Once you understand the framework, the template of the kind of person you want to be, once you understand the time of day that makes you most creative, the time of day that offers you the most output, in that situation, now we are looking at why. Why are you beginning this journey? What gives you the right to feel that you are ready to push out of the box and create this new platform for yourself and for your family? That goes back to who you are and your history. So let's take a look at your history. How long have you been successfully completing the tasks that you're about to engage in? How long have you been a sound engineer? How long have you been a baker, a, a graphic artist, a web designer, a sales professional? How long have you been doing this? There's value in time. That value comes from an explicit point of evaluation based on circumstances. What have you succeeded in? What have you failed in? What have you learned from those failures that you can modify to have made them successes? And how do you bring those forward? It takes time to build this type of portfolio of information. However, this portfolio is your primary resource for every decision that you will make going forward. When do you tell the client or the prospect that, no, I don't want to accept this project. It's too big based on my current resources. When do you actually accept a project knowing that you can get the resources and actually complete it? Where is the balance that you need to understand before you collect that initial deposit that you will be able to fulfill the project based on the price amount that you've already estimated. All of these take time. It takes history, what they call skin in the game. You have to understand a little bit more than the average employee, which has only been in the job a couple months or maybe a year or so. With a firm footing in your career path, with a firm understanding of what types of clients you will be engaging, which ones you want to work with and which ones you don't want to work with with how much your value is worth on, open, on the open market. Is there increasing need for your service or are you about to step onto a platform that is obsolete? Are you still programming in basic? I'm gonna age myself a little bit, but basic was hot in 1993. Are you still programming COBOL? All right, are you still programming HTML? Are you still programming in CSS? How good are you at WordPress? How efficient are you 
in gluten-free baking? How efficient are you in energy-efficient housing developments and construction efforts? Know your field, know what the next idea coming up is, and master that before you step out on your own. It's my first and only warning. Make sure you are aware of the trends that are coming before you launch out. In order to know what's coming, you have to know it's past, and that takes time. In creating your daily plan of activities, you want to make sure that we include five key elements. Whether these are done on a daily basis or a weekly basis only increases the efficiency of the, of the activities, okay? But there's five key things that every successful, every successful business entrepreneur, every successful business leader, freelance artist, designer, engineer, chef, caterer, there's something that we all do during the courses of the day that keep us in line with our premier responsibility, which is being disciplined in the fact or being disciplined in the concept of completing what is necessary to guarantee our continued freedom. Act one, what are you doing that keeps you healthy? A mental and physical state of health is incredibly important. You need to have the, the energy to do what you need to do. We're not talking vegetables and fruits and, and carbs and stuff like that. We're talking about health, overall physical health. An exercise routine in the morning is incredibly important if your job is at home in front of the computer all day. Making sure that a proper dietary uh, system for yourself is incredibly important if you're a chef or you're a baker or you're a caterer, right? Making sure that you're not snacking on the foods that you're creating. These ideas are massively important. If you're a physical trainer, it's a little bit easier to keep in line because you're out there doing your profession every day and it's also healthy. So those things line up. But in the meantime, you want to make sure that you're keeping a strong balance. Number two, what are you doing to stay confident? What are you doing to stay ahead of the curve? What periodicals are you reading? What customer testimonials are you receiving that you're recording and replaying? What ideas are you using to consistently develop your ideas? You must stay confident. You must be aware of your successes in order to build upon them and have better ideas going forward. What are you doing to stay smart? What are you doing to increase your knowledge of your client base, your, your industry, of your design capabilities, of your craft? What are you doing to stay abreast of the best information, the latest um, occurrences in your industry? Doing this also can add to staying confident and staying healthy if you're in the food industry or design industry. Um, being aware of, of what's up next gives you a better marketing platform to adjust your business model. What are you doing to stay sexy? Now, this can be seen in a lot of ways, but being sexy means um, staying smooth in your appearance. Call sexy your sales appeal. What are you doing to build your confidence, your charisma, your charm in going from client to client? What are you doing to overcome negative uh, adversities that may hit you during the day? That's sexy. The confidence to walk into a room and know and absolutely not know anyone and still draw attention to yourself and be that charismatic person that you need to be. What are you doing to stay confident? Is it your workout? Then that's fine. Is it your health? Then that's fine. Being smart, that's fine. All this leads into the energy and the background resources you need to be sexy in this business.
But finally, what are you doing to stay humble? What are you doing to keep a level head and not let your ego get in the way of proper decision making? Are you following a particular religion? Are you uh, a charitable individual that's working with special needs or special circumstances? Are you an individual that likes to give back through you know, free consultation? What are you doing to give back to society in order to keep yourself humble and not let your ego, your personal demeanor get too large? If you do these things correctly, your business will grow astronomically very, very quickly. Understanding that there is a daily work habit that you need, there is a time that you operate at peak efficiency, there is a balance to who you need to be based on a template that you have, and then in addition, being healthy, confident, smart, and humble, watch your business grow and watch your income grow as well.